Yes. This lady is looking at me like, bitch, if you say one more thing this raunchy, I'm out of here. Uh, don't be upset. Don't get offended. You're not gonna get offended, are you? Welcome to Something Crunchy. The Valley's number one comedy entertainment podcast. Biscuit is homies with Blake. Blake is the older brother of Blair. And Blair is married to Biscuit. Here are your hosts, Colin Blake with Blair and Tyler Dressel. Welcome to Something Crunchy. I'm Colin Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. Thank you for joining us by way of 97.3 The Rattler, or wherever you get your podcast. We have another crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's a stand-up comedian who you've likely seen yelling at farm animals on TikTok. Please welcome Matt Matthews. <laughs> oh, y'all wanted me to say something now? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, great to have you on. What's new with you? Oh, you know... Today has just been so wild. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, other than other than just being a stand-up comedian, I also have an incredible brand, and um, we had a Black Friday sale today, so we have literally been in my warehouse today packaging thousands of orders, and um, super grateful and just very very cool to to experience this as my brand has grown, and you know we've this is the biggest Black Friday we've ever had, so it's been very very fun and eventful and tiring day now is this like the candles and types of things for your brand or is this more like the merch for your yeah, stand-up so it's, it's everything so um we, i have a clothing line um and i have a candle line i have a bag line so we just launched our farm bag um and our forever fluffy bag a couple of weeks ago all kind of really cool stuff that launched today with black friday and um it has been absolutely insane so we have we have been uh, busting it today, but it's been very, very cool. Our condolences for Fluffy. We recently heard the sad news that Fluffy laid her last egg. We were very sad to hear that. Condolences. It, it's it's always funny to me, um, you know, just how my life changed so much over a chicken. And, you know, people say all the time, they're like, well, it's just a chicken. Like, why are you so upset over a chicken? I'm like, bitch, the same reason you're upset about that gap in your front tooth. Like, I don't know what you thought this was. You know, like, our animals are, my animals, I don't know about everybody else, but my animals are family. And, um, you know, every single animal that I have, they're, they're, they have their own personalities and their family. And I love them. And um, so Fluffy was incredibly special. She was not just like any other chicken. Um, she was very, very special, and she's kind of what started this entire thing. So I will always be grateful for her and kind of what she did for me and my career. Well, we know she was unique, and she wasn't just another animal on the farm. It was losing a friend, and we were yes, sad to absolutely. hear that. Yeah. But that's great. She lives on through the clothing line and Forever Fluffy. That's a great name. So farm bags, yes. what makes a farm bag a farm bag? Um, so we did this bag, uh, obviously like the farm chores were, were like the big thing with me and my following. And so we decided to come out with a beautiful leather bag. It even gets a little strap that like goes over your, your, um, like your suitcase, you know, like in the airport. And so when we were designing it, I was like, bitch, I am always traveling. Like I am worse than Felicia. I'm always going somewhere. So <laughs> I was like, I want to design something that's, that's number one, like functional and carries all the things, but it's also stylish. And like, I see a lot of leather bags and they just kind of look cheesy. And so we created this beautiful leather bag and it's genuine leather. And I was like, what do I want to call this line of bags? And I was like, the farm, it has to be called the farm bag by Matt Matthews. And so we did the farm bag and that's the leather bag. And it's, absolutely everything and then we did a um a, the forever fluffy line we created that line um in honor of fluffy and so we did this um just like this backpack and it has come on fluffy with like all these little cartoon fluffies all Aww. over it and it's been really crazy because my following you know I, I never expected my my following to be a lot a lot of kids watch my videos and I'm like to parents don't you know that I cuss a lot and I <laughs> you know like I say things that are probably not kid appropriate and, but every, you know, every single show people come up to meet and greet and they're like, my kid loves you. They're so sad. They couldn't be here. And um, so we decided to come out with this backpack that kids could carry. And um, it has been just super cool to see so many kids, you know, love this backpack and parents buying this backpack for their kids. And so it's been, it's been a very cool thing to, 
honor Fluffy in this in this line and people be able to carry it around and love it. Well, I think that's amazing. I feel like you have such a big following and you help a lot of people. Cussing is very minimal when you're sending a message like you are. And I think that's what people connect a lot with you about. I think the kids like you because it's not kid friendly. Right. I'm like, yeah, they kind of feel like it's like, oh, this is a little adult, but like if the message is a good message for anyone, no matter what age you are, I think. Right. And like these parents, like, I mean, my shows are, my shows are 18 and older and a lot of the venues though, they don't care. Like they don't look at IDs and things like that. So I'll have a show and like, I'm on the show talking about when I lost my virginity and sucking dick and there's like a 14 year old in the audience. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God. The kids got to learn at some point. Yeah, And and like, I'll say that I'm like, you do real, like, did you not read the description of the show? Like I tell people up front, my show is not about farm chores. My show is about my life. You know, like it is my life and my experiences, you know, because I'm so much more than just farm chores. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, they don't care. They hear it all the time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you're on your when that thing get thangin' tour. How's it thangin'? Oh, the thing is thangin', okay? <laughs> like, it is. it has been absolutely amazing. I've been on tour since February. Um, it's been just just such an incredible roller coaster. This Thanksgiving week, this weekend is literally the first weekend I've had off. Um, and so this weekend has just been like, just to be off from, from touring is because that's the thing is, you know, like a lot of comedians, they only do comedy. And so, you know, they'll be touring on the weekends, but during the week, they just, they're at home relaxing and then they go on tour the next weekend. But because of my store and, and my boudoir studio, like I don't have days off. So like I'll go on tour Friday and Saturday and I'll come home on Sunday, and I'm back at my warehouse on Monday. And, like, I'm there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I usually fly out Thursday, perform Friday and Saturday, and then do it all over again. You are staying busy. Go, Cal- go, go. California next week, December 16th at the Palladium Times Square in New York City. That's awesome. Uh, will you be yeah. back at home in Alabama for the holidays? Yeah. So I um, I will be back. Um, we'll do the show in um, in New York City. And then we have Jacksonville and Orlando. Um, on the 29th and 30th of December. So we'll be here for Christmas. Then we'll go do those shows for um, the 29th and 30th. And then I'll be home. I'm taking off January and February. And then the the tour starts back up at the very last weekend in February and then goes through July. And the tour will end here in Birmingham um, where I film my special. So really excited about that. Right on Christmas in Alabama. What do you feel are the most common misconceptions about Alabama? Um, you know, everybody thinks that that Alabama is just like this hick, like you know, redneck. And, and don't get me, don't get it twisted. Like there are some toothless bitches here, but <laughs> you know, it is it is very um, Alabama is not just typically what everybody thinks it is. Just like it's, everybody has misconceptions. See, to Alabama yeah. to us, it is the pinnacle of high society. That's what everyone outside yeah, of Alabama oh, thinks. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. Alabama is, it's got it. It's got its quirks. Um, but I've been here my whole life. This is home. Um, and you know, I, people always ask me, they're like, well, now that you're like, you know, blowing up and, and doing stand up and doing all these things in the entertainment industry, like, do you ever see yourself like moving to LA? I'm like, hell no. Like, no. first off, I don't like, I do not like people enough to do that. <laughs> and I like my farm and my animals are literally like my escape and they're what keep me grounded and like they keep me like keep me sane um and so I couldn't imagine living in a city and not having I don't I couldn't imagine not being able to go outside naked you know what I mean like <laughs> that just would not work for me having neighbors just does not appeal to me that would be a big transition. No, that does happen in L.A. There's a lot of drugs involved, and it's not a pretty picture, but it, you do see some naked people on the streets in L.A. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about life on the farm. Did you grow up this way? No. You know, I actually grew up really poor. Um, I grew up with an alcoholic mom, and we were really poor. She struggled with addiction and bipolar and mental health, um, and 
we lived in the projects um, on government housing, and um, I was the only white kid in my neighborhood, and, you know, it, it was really a struggle, and that's a lot about what my show's like, you know, my, my show talks about as well, is kind of, you know, coming from the background that I grew up, and, and having a tough upbringing, and having, you know, growing up with an alcoholic mom that struggled with addiction and mental health, and, um, you know, being able to be successful and make it to where I am. And um, so I grew up with her and then my dad got custody of me um, when I was nine years old. And then that was a whole nother situation in itself. And um, I always loved horses though. And so uh, horses were always, you know, even growing up where I grew up, like I, I always was just obsessed with horses, you know, like I would have like, the horse figurines or I would like watch any movie that had to do with horses and I had stuffed horses and I just always gravitated to, toward horses and um, when my dad remarried when I was nine years old the woman that he remarried um, she actually had horses and so I just thought that it was the greatest thing in the world and so she taught me how to ride horses and so I grew up with horses because of her and so um, when I moved out on my own uh, she and my dad ended up um, separating and when she moved you know she moved um, and, and had her horses and took her horses with her so I was like well mom I gotta have horses now like I can't just not have horses so um, she helped me pick out my very first horse when I was 18 and uh, I lived in a trailer park at 18 years old and I um, I leased a horse from a boarding facility and I leased her for two weeks and I ended up spending all of my money. I spent $800 on this horse <laughs> and, um, she is, I still have her to this day and she's one of the best decisions that oh, I ever made. That's awesome. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she's, she's very special. Like horses are so therapeutic. Horses oh, are amazing animals. Yes. Like I actually said, you know, I haven't been able, I actually compete in barrel racing. I am a three-time more qualified <laughs> barrel racer. And, wow, uh, that's, that's cool. a fun fact. Yeah, I do all the things. Oh, I do all right. the things. <laughs> <laughs> I had horses growing up because of my mom, obviously, but I didn't, I didn't, I never had pigs. I never had chickens. I never had goats. I never had any of that. And so I was like, well, fuck it. We're going to have, we're just going to have all the animals. <laughs> so um, you started from the I've one horse and now them. you have them all. Yeah, started with one horse and then it just kind of spiraled. So wow. started from the bottom um, of the whole it. team here. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's literally. I've always loved animals more than I like people. So um, I get it. you know, it just kind of it kind of spiraled and it turned into what it's turned into, and now they make me a lot of money. So well, hell yes. I grew up on a uh, homestead such as your own right now, and we had all the animals and stuff, and you know, I loved all of them, but there was one. It was one goat that just didn't didn't like me, or for whatever reason, we just had to fight every day. Do you have any animals like that? I hate the goats. <laughs> it's a goat also, thing. It's a goat thing. The goats are not my thing. The goats are the hus are my husband's thing. If it were not for my, if I was single, I would not have goats. That's um, so mean. Okay. Mm -mm. You're not, right. not so you're not alone, Tyler. They're they're not mean. they're not even like it's not just when they're mad at you. You could not even be looking, just not paying attention. All of a sudden, the goat takes you out by the <laughs> knees and you're on your ass. I mean, like they're just really so pointless. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, they don't do anything out there. Well, they're they they're do. not like <laughs> our goats are not like super affectionate. You know, it's not like a horse that you can go out and ride. Right, and, like, you're not getting uh, yo goat yoga happening. Mm -mm. The only None thing, the only thing our goat did was eat the cigarette butts up off the ground that my dad would flick. Well, that's oh hell no. That's it. That goat clean up crew. Eat two packs a day. Oh, but some goats are okay and have redeeming qualities. But I get why you guys uh, don't like the goat. Have y'all seen the videos of my of my Billy goat? Like, do y'all know how bad he stinks? <laughs> like, is he, it they, bad really bad yes they urinate in their beard yeah oh no like, they piss on their face it just that's how they there. attract females that's not like, relatable mm -mm. <laughs> i'm like bitch what female are you attracting that you are pissing in your fucking beard like that is disgusting <laughs> not the good ones <laughs> so like yeah you have now like a is it a fully functioning farm like are you eating these animals that you're yelling at in your videos 
So, I, I, number one, I do eat meat. I'm not a vegetarian. Um, however, I cannot eat my animals because, again, my animals are my family. So I could never I, – I don't have the heart to – I'd be uh, the same way. I, I could not. have, like, a whole homestead of animals, all the ones you can need to survive, yeah. and not yeah. – eat my animals um, it's like i know i have a connection to that now, one that one had a name charlotte like i can't do those <laughs> yeah absolutely can't not like we do <laughs> we do believe in um you know we do believe in 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 agriculture and we do believe in eating meat and we do eat meat but we we source it from local farmers so we usually will buy like a cow for the year um so that we're not buying you know like crap meat from the grocery store and animals that aren't treated good and you know like the animals that we're that we're buying from from local farmers are you know they're raised right and they're free-ranged and big pastures all you know for their whole lives and they're fed good diets and they're treated well um now that's the farm to table experience without the farm to table guilt you figured it out (laughs) yeah 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 for sure for sure so we're not buying the crap from the grocery store um, because those animals aren't treated right, you know, and they are, they're fed a bunch of shit and they're shot up with antibiotics and they live in tiny cages. And I don't, I do not agree with that at all. Um, but a bitch got to have some chicken. Like, <laughs> even though I love my chicken, I could never eat my chickens. I do eat the eggs. Um, but I can fuck with the chicken sandwich, you know, like, yes. See, I get that too. I'd still be able to eat the chicken, but like, yes, when they're yours, it's just, it hits different. It does. Well, you mentioned you're married. Did your husband grow up on a farm as well, or is this all new to him? Um, no, he kind of grew up more more country than I did. He grew up with uh, his family had cows and things like that, and he grew up very rural. And I kind of grew up, you know, in the hood. So we are <laughs> we, he we was are farm quite ready. Different. Yeah, he was more farm ready than I am. But it's funny because I'm the one that does all the animals, and he doesn't. So it's like I'm the one that takes care of everybody. I'm the one that has to, like, do all the work. Um, and it's funny because literally everybody thinks they're like, oh, you married into farming, didn't you? Like, there's no <laughs> way. Oh. <laughs> oh, they're like, I'm the hey, one are that you wanted all real? these hoes. <laughs> like, I'm the one that takes care of all of them. My husband is asleep at 9 o'clock when I'm outside doing all the farm chores. Like, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so out of all the animals, who's, like, the skankiest bitch on the farm? I mean, the the chickens are the only ones that are, like, together as far as female and males go. My, I do have two pigs. My my male, go, my male pig is, um, he's fixed, so he can't do anything. Um, my horses stay separated as far as that goes, only because they're, they're barrel horses and they're very expensive horses. And so um, they, when they're all together, they like to fight and play too much. So they'll get hurt or they'll kick each other or do some stupid shit. <laughs> so they're all separated um, as well. But baby, them, them chickens, it goes my down rooster, the coop. baby, Ruru, he does not play. He be fucking all of them. Like, <laughs> all the, he, does not give, he does not give them bitches no slack. <laughs> Strutting around the farm. Ru doesn't fuck around. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I understand you're a renowned boudoir photographer. This is just right up our alley. Tell us how you got into this. Walk us through a day in life. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, when my dad remarried, the woman that I call mom, um, and when I was nine years old, she was actually a nurse anesthetist. So she put people to sleep for surgery. Um, and so I really... I really looked up to her and she was kind of, you know, my role model as far as life goes, you know, like I'd never really had somebody that was this educated and smart and, you know, had horses and all the things that she was. So she was kind of my everything. And um, so I really wanted to be like her. And, and um, so I went to school to be a nurse and I was going to be a nurse. And then I got there and realized that shit was not like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and so I decided it was not for me. And uh, I dropped out of nursing school and decided that I was going to be a photographer because I had gotten a job at Walmart Portrait Studios when I was 17 <laughs> years old. And so I took, all of, I, yeah, I took all of my money that I made from graduation and I bought a, a Canon Rebel kit from, from Sam's Club. And um, I just started taking pictures of people and I was really bad and uh, eventually just taught myself and became you know pretty good and I started doing weddings and then 
when I was doing weddings, my brides would ask me to take pictures of them getting ready. And I was like, wait a minute, bitch. Like, I don't know how, like, you mean like naked, like in lingerie, like hold up. <laughs> um, and they just became like, it just became like this thing. And they were just so beautiful and so tasteful. And um, I started doing kind of like these boudoir mini sessions. So like every Valentine's day, I would photograph boudoir sessions for, for women. And they just kind of blew up. And so it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm tired of photographing weddings in the Alabama heat every single weekend and being another checklist off of a, you know, off of a list for a bride. And with boudoir, it was really something that women needed. You know, these women were coming to me from bad relationships, from eating disorders, from, you know, just all kind of situations where they just didn't feel beautiful. Um, they really wanted to just see themselves in a different light and be comfortable in their skin and realizing that, your weight did not determine your self-worth. And so I started doing boudoir and it really blew up. And I photographed a boudoir session for my mom in 2014 um, because she just never felt good about herself. She struggled with depression and she struggled with, you know, body image. And so I really, really wanted to make her feel good about herself. And so I photographed her for her birthday in 2014 and she told me just how beautiful she felt, how good she felt about herself afterwards. And so um, those photos were my most prized possession. And when I lost her, I realized like, this is what I was supposed to do is change women's lives to the mm -hmm. power of boudoir photography and let women know that it's okay to love your body. It's okay to be comfortable in your skin. It's okay to feel sexy. And um, so that became a mission of mine and it just, kind of I mean it, it definitely exploded and I started teaching workshops and I started speaking at, at conferences and just you know my career as a boudoir photographer just really blew up and it was and has been and still is absolutely amazing um and then comedy happened and <laughs> and you know I kind of I realized that there were two things in life that brought me a lot of joy and that was making people feel good about themselves but also making people laugh and so um one in the know, same I, yeah, and now I'm able to do both. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And both are meaningful jobs. I love the evolution from Walmart photographer to weddings to boudoir photographer. Is it exclusively yeah, women that you shoot? No, I shoot men as well. Um, I shoot couples. There are, I mean, we've, we've photographed a lot of men. Um, a lot of men are definitely, like, more quiet about it. You know, like, they don't feel like oh, their, their bros are going to make fun of them for, you know, doing something like this. But it's really, it's really a matter of realizing that it's okay to love your body. You know, it's yeah. okay to feel comfortable in your skin. And that's an issue that men and women both face. Right. And so, you know, being able to see yourself in a different light is just so, super important. And um, so the majority of my clients are women, of course, but we do photograph men and I love when men come in and they, you know, they want to feel confident as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a really cool experience. Tyler, too. I need to get you a boudoir. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm a bigger fella. I'm over six foot sexy and carry a little extra meat on me. What's likely going to be my most flattering pose in the boudoir? <laughs> You know, it just, it just, it, everybody is literally everybody is different. You know what I mean? So like, it's all about lighting and, and posing and clothing, all of the things. <laughs> I always tell people like, I'm going to emphasize the things that you love about yourself and I'm going to de-emphasize the things that you don't love about yourself. Brilliant. <laughs> Have you gotten any crazy requests? Um... Not like super crazy. Now there has been some people. They're like, um, can I bring my vibrator or my dildo? I'm like, bitch, this is <laughs> not porno. This is not that like, kind of session. Yeah. No. Somebody actually commented on my Facebook today, and they were like, so what if like my husband comes to the session with me, and like you know, because he's so helpful, and he comes to the session, and we just start having sex. Will you take pictures? I'm like, bitch, are you high? <laughs> <laughs> you have to like, pay a lot more for I'm that. Like, first of all you cannot afford to pay me that number <laughs> one like there's no way second of all you're not just gonna start fucking in my studio like <laughs> bitch, take your ass home 
This is a cute sanitary ass. Well, how yeah. much? Yeah, get out of here. How uh, much just to meet him at like a hotel down the road, and you can absolutely you know, the fuck not. <laughs> put a bunch of saran just, wrap down. <laughs> fuck that nonsense. <laughs> Do you talk about your boudoir experience on stage? Um, I don't go into a lot of detail of boudoir on stage. I just kind of, I mean, I talk about, you know, my career as a boudoir photographer and why I do it. Um, but I don't really talk a whole lot of, of detail, just kind of like about boudoir experiences, just because there's, there's already, my show is 90 minutes and there's already just like so much to unpack. Um, (laughs) you know, like, I'm a gay guy that lives in the South and is a boudoir photographer and is a stand-up comedian and lives on a farm and, you know, like, like, bitch, what is your life already? So, (laughs) um, there's, there's so much there already that it's like, I would be there for five hours if I really went into a whole lot of detail. Um, but you know, there's a whole other tour coming, so. (laughs) There's more to talk about. Full second leg of the tour. How long did it take for you to, to get 90 minutes into your career? Not long at all. Um, that just seems like an eternity you know, to me. That's a yeah, long like, set. Good it, job. It does seem like it would be an eternity. And I thought that too. Like when, when the very first club that booked me, he was like, you need a 90 minute set. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> say what? 90 minutes? Like I remember the very first time I, I ever opened for somebody and I did five minutes and it felt like a lifetime. Yeah. Um, And now at 90 minutes, I will catch myself like, bitch, you better hurry the fuck up or you better drop this joke or like do something because you're going to go over. And like these theaters are union and they will charge your ass extra. <laughs> so Please. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, we're going to drop this joke tonight. Sorry. <laughs> um, it really just kind of like comedy and being on stage is honestly one of the most natural things I've ever done. And so being on stage, I don't like, you know, 90, 90%, I actually do not consider myself a stand-up comic. I, I consider myself a comedic storyteller. And 90% of comedians, they get on stage and they, they have, you know, they set up the punchline and they set up the joke and they, you know, the, the boom, boom, you know, like, bitch, that is not me. Um, I am definitely a storyteller. And a lot of the times I just get on stage and I just say whatever the fuck comes to my head. You know, like if it comes to my mind, if it comes to my mind, it comes out of my mouth um fresh material and, that's just being funny that's awesome yeah you know like i do I, I do i interact with the audience a lot um they love that and being able to interact with the audience every show there i mean that means that the show is the same but the show is also very different every single time because the audience is different every time so what, what ratio of material to playing off the crowd are you i mean obviously the set you know like i have my same set um and then, I mean, I would say it's probably 20% crowd work. Um, and it also depends on the audience. You know, like, sometimes the audience fucking sucks. Like, if <laughs> I'm, like, I, I will never forget I was in Syracuse, New York, and it was a 4 o'clock matinee. And, you know, they had just got off work. Like, they were tired. And they, like, it was still a good show. Like, I've never just had a, I've never had an audience that wasn't just great. You know what I mean? Like, people are still laughing. People still loved it. But, you know, sometimes a four o'clock matinee on a Thursday is just a different vibe than a seven or a nine o'clock show on a Saturday night. Sure. Um, and so the audience is just different sometimes. And the, and the vibe of the audience is different. And it's very much based off the vibe of the audience. You know, like if they're drunk and they're yelling out and they're crazy, like the audience crowd work is going to be a lot different than, you know, just a bunch of people just sitting around waiting, you know, waiting for me. And that's the hard part about comedy is you know you it's just you up there you have to carry the weight of that show and the energy for 90 minutes and you better keep that audience you know attentive and, and alive otherwise you know once you lose them you lose them they're gone and you yeah. don't know what you're gonna get too like you can't prepare for that audience 100 percent. you never know what you're gonna get i remember i recently performed in des moines iowa sold out show really really cool theater and i was thinking to myself like this is about to be some shit like <laughs> des moines iowa i don't even know where the fuck we are like i this, i don't even like this is about to be it it was one of the best shows i have ever had like really? the audience just like hung on every single word i said they were so interactive they were so fun 
Like nobody was just disruptive. Everybody was just absolutely incredible. And to this day, that is still one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Well, that's cool. Des Moines, there's, there's some like surprises on tour where you just like, yes, like oh, that yes. was great. I had I thought that was going to be crickets and like what a fun energy. Yes, and you never know. Like some some places, I will say it's usually the most unexpected venues and unexpected cities that I go to. Like I'll go I'll go somewhere and it's like the big city where I think it's just going to be so wild and so crazy where their energy is kind of low. And then I'll go to Bumpuck Egypt and it's like middle of nowhere. Fucking <laughs> like party. And Yes, and it's a party, and it's the best energy ever. It's like, because the bitches ain't got shit else to do, so they're going to come laugh and enjoy their time. <laughs> well, that's great. Do you do Georgia? I hear Atlanta's just a real tough spot. Um, Yeah, I actually did. Uh, I did Atlanta, and I did two nights in Atlanta um, in April. And uh, it was, that's actually one of the, one of my highlight moments of my career, because I sold out two nights in Atlanta on the wow. same night that Taylor Swift was there for Whoa. the Air Tour. Wow. And I was like, okay, so I just sold out the same night as Taylor Swift. So, like, I'm basically a star. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> yes. like, so there I'm were only two sold-out shows. <laughs> yeah. Matt Matthews two and Taylor Swift. Shows. Make of that what you will. <laughs> yes. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yes, that was a big deal. That's literally, like, the the highlight of my career right now. Well, the Falcons don't even sell out in Atlanta. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. They're jealous good about that. Good job. Yeah, very cool. Well, let's get extremely personal and move on to what we call the Fast Five, where we give you five general questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Perfect. Favorite app on your phone? Favorite app on my phone, Instagram. Instagram. First celebrity crush? First celebrity crush. John Stamos. <laughs> Everybody's I, person. It's everybody. <laughs> Me too. You, you and Blair and Tyler. <laughs> All three of us. All-time favorite movie. All-time favorite movie? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Um there's so many good ones. Top three. <laughs> Top three. Okay. Just one that comes to my mind. Yes. It's not even just like the most incredible movie, but I love it so much is um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Nice. Oh. They've been showing that a lot recently. I could probably recite like, every word. We could get into so some. I know what like you did last summer. to watch that oh, with. Oh. Now, is it, like, yes. is it the like nostalgia from that time when all those fun horror movies were made? Or is it something you've just been into recently? Because you're feeling No, it. it's definitely the nostalgia. Like, I'm very much a 90s kid. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm, obsessed with, I'm obsessed with all things 90s. Um, like that is just like if I could go back to the nineties, I would totally go back to the nineties. That was just a great ensemble. Yes, it was. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt is just iconic as well. Like mm. she's she's everything. So like I think that was just like I just recently watched that movie again, and I'm just like it's just so good. It still like, holds up. Everything about it. Have you seen A League of Their Own? Oh, absolutely. Okay, can you help us with a debate that we've had going for quite a while? Oh, now? you're going to go there? I'm going to go there real in quick. In the, the middle of our fast oh, five. Oh, all right, we'll come back You're going to have him Sorry, join us. No, we'll get, no, stay with it here. <laughs> no, go on. Take we'll it make thought. it quick. Take Matt, home, Matt we, get, we get into a violent debate <laughs> about the end of A League of Their Own. Did Dottie drop the ball on purpose? Let's get your take. Oh. It's a tough I think, one. I think so. Oh, yeah. Really? You, we can you. continue. No, that's all I needed. Thank that's you. all you needed. We can <laughs> that's right. Back to your, your you, originally Matt. scheduled programming. <laughs> I've been fighting this forever. He refuses. To Marla Hooch and had, I wholeheartedly disagree. We had Megan Cavanaugh, the actress that played Marla Hooch. We discussed this even with her. She sided with Blake. She didn't. <laughs> and Blair's been looking for someone to get in her corner ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah, home. <laughs> Welcome, welcome home, man. <laughs> we all saw the movie, okay? Yeah, Blair and Tyler Did are I go on that glowing. They are alone? delighted. Sorry you had to put up with that, man. <laughs> That's okay. I'm here for it. Okay. All right, so all-time favorite movie. We're going to say temporarily. I know what you did last summer. Good call. Something you collect. Something I collect. Money. Money. Love it. <laughs> great answer. Good, good I'm, so, like, I'm so scared to spend money. Um, I get it. The and, more you make, and I think it's, 
I think it's like a mental thing, you know, like growing up really poor. Yeah. And so you get to a point, I've gotten to a point in my career where I make good money, but I'm so scared to spend it because I'm always terrified I'm going to go back to being poor if I spend Smart. money. And so like, I don't ever spend money. And so it's really fucked me because like, I have gotten to this mentality of you don't need to spend money, but you're also making all of this money. So my accountant calls me the other day and she's like, Hey, uh, you owe an additional $500,000 in taxes. And oh. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Excuse. And she's like, I'm like, I, but I've been paying all this money every quarter. She's like, yeah, Matt, but you don't have any expenses because you don't fucking spend any money. So you need to and get I'm out like, there and spend some cheese. You spend your yeah, damn I'm, money that you've been making. You get out there yeah, and buy I'm that like, horse. I'm, I'm sorry. She's like, Matt, you have to go buy some things so that you have deduction. So today I went and spent $117,000 on a car. Wow. Ooh, what'd you what'd get? You nice. I got a Lincoln Navigator. Yeah. Yes. Navi. I have a Lincoln and I love it. 7,300 yeah. pounds, I see. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's like, great. I, I literally got in and I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. And I was like, I don't need this. You know, like my car was paid for, you know, like I do not, yeah. I do not need this. Hey, but I'm enjoy like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, you deserve you, it. Yeah. And you got the right mentality because you've been hungry. You'll never be full, but you got to, you know, enjoy some of the, some fruits of your of success, your fruits of your labor. I, that's what I keep trying to tell myself. I'm like, now I know why all these celebrities drive all this fancy shit and they always got the top of the line shit because they're trying to save money on tax. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they can, save money. they can afford to make big charitable donations too. Mm -hmm. Yes, that mm -hmm. too. I donate, but it's not to people. I donate to animal shelters. Yeah, it's oh, good. That's good. Build your own now. You got so much to to give to them with literally. that money. That's literally, nice. literally, yeah, yes. amazing. Well, let's wrap up our slow five here. A, <laughs> a food you won't eat under any circumstance. Food I will not eat under any hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. See, that's some farm truth right there. <laughs> yeah, that's how you. Oh, oh my gosh. That's some farming. I'm not eating a hot dog. Mm -hmm. No. Good call, and I know what you did last summer. We love talking about shows and movies. Have you seen anything good lately? Um, anything good lately? Yeah, I just watched. Um, I cannot remember the life the name of it for the life of me now, but I just watched this movie with Jennifer Lawrence. It was on Netflix. I was flying home from my show in Fort Lauderdale, and I watched it. Were they hire uh, her to like help the guy? Yes. 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 It was. So good. I actually loved it. I I thought it was going to be kind of a play off that failure to launch with Sarah Jessica yes, Parker. And I thought it was really good, but yes, I really yes. liked it. Jennifer Lawrence is great. I liked the the kid the guy too. I thought he was really good. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence is super great. I, oh, I no her. hard feelings. So no fun. hard feelings. Where the parent? Yeah, where Matthew no Broderick pays her to yeah. bone her son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't mind that. It was yeah. good. I was into the full frontal Jennifer Lawrence scene on the beach. <laughs> I was shocked. I did not I was not so see that surprised. Comment. The full Lawrence? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> the full Lawrence. Oh, God. What straight man is not so excited to see that movie? You know? <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we, we like to play a game on every episode and include our guest as well. Our Crunchtastic R&D department came up with something tastefully inappropriate for you. There's okay, a lot of tools on any given farm, and some of them have some really strange names. <laughs> I want to throw out some options and see if you could tell us if it's a farm tool or a sex toy. Okay, perfect. So, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nail this. Cool. I'm betting on Matt. All right. Let's start with let's start with the extrovert spreader. Uh, you got lifelines <laughs> over here too if you need them. The extrovert spreader. The extrovert <laughs> Shut spreader. Up. Oh my! I want to say that's I want to I want to I want to say that's a sex toy. No! Oh, we got him right off the bat. That, no, this is an extrovert spreader. This is a manure spreader that has the ability to create fine, uniform manure spread up to forty How feet. How did I not width. know that? I don't know. That, this is good. We don't we don't call that an extrovert spreader. An though, ex so <laughs> extrovert. What do you call spreader? it? Yeah, there's got to be another name for this. We call it a harrow. A harrow. Harrow. H A R R O W. Harrow. Harrow. Wow. <laughs> extrovert yeah. spreader, not to be confused with the introvert spreader. That is the sex toy. Yeah, never heard of that one. Okay. All right. Okay. How about a ponytail? The ponytail? 
<laughs> that is not no fucking farm. That is not a farm. That's correct. He got it. That is a very whimsical butt plug. That falls under oh. the sex toy category. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. I knew that one. Knew Nailed that it. One. He knew that one. Okay. Oh, it gives you the tail. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. That's how uh, it holds on. Fun. How about a disc ripper? That is a farm chore. He got it, the disc ripper. That is a heavy-duty farm tool. Uh, the yes. Echolo Tiger 870 is my personal favorite disc ripper. <laughs> Yeah, mainly used for uh, sizing corn residue. Don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, All don't right. even know what that. You is. knew about the disc ripper. How about a hardy? A hardy. A hardy. <laughs> a hardy. Sounds the a first thing that comes sexy. to mind is like the Hardy Boys from WWF. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's a sex toy. No, that is a blacksmithing tool. Every anvil has a square hole in it called the hardy hole or the hardy. Oh, my God. You didn't say the hardy hole. You insert, you well, you hardy. insert the hardy oh. into the hardy hole. Oh, my God. Whatever. The hole changed the <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Trick question. Just going to leave out the hole? Like trick the most important part. That was a trick question. That's a trick question. Never leave out the hole, Blake. <laughs> How about a milking table? That is a real thing. <laughs> that's a, that's a real thing it's gonna go either way i know you meant sex that's toy a, that is a farm tool that's for milking goats that is a sex toy it's made for milking a... men <laughs> nah. this it works both ways it. don't know i am not about to tell you about a milking table Do we need you come from the so farm it is, it is definitely a farm thing too they use it to milk goats they put it them in the they called this You've never yes. seen like a milking table massage table with a hole in it for your dick? No, I've never seen that. Wow, that. you got some You're links coming out. your way. Yeah. Like, wow, you, I need all the links. We're gonna send you Merry the link. Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy holidays <laughs> from the Crunch Crew. The discount code. <laughs> <laughs> Discount code crunchy, crunchy for like the it's on um, Amazon. I need the discount code. You're okay. in for a real treat. This yeah, you are in for a real treat. All right. <laughs> let's see. We need to get one more here. A glass juicer. I ain't never heard of that shit, but I do not know. You said it with a smile that makes me not trust him right now. I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I... <laughs> Are you blushing? <laughs> Sounds like you're blushing. I'm, I'm gonna say it's a sex. He got it. We'll end on the glass juicer, which is totally made for your insides, boasting a textured shaft and a unique crank. That's what really allows you to turn things That's up. That's how notch. people end up in the fucking ER. Yeah. I mean, why even bother without the textured shaft? <laughs> why are we hey, even here? That was really fun. That Thank you for doing that, Matt. Fuck not. <laughs> well, your win that thing, get the thing in tour. We'll have you in the desert coming up. You'll be in Mesa this summer, right? Yeah. Yes, Phoenix Wet in the summer. Best off. time to visit. You'll love it. <laughs> August wasn't available. <laughs> uh, talk to my agent <laughs> <laughs> no may it's all right it's a little sticky but the heat hasn't quite come it's it's no, june fine. june through september is where it's just miserable it'll be great but we're super excited for when you're here You'll have absolutely time. i'd love for you guys to come we'll get you guys some tickets that'd be great oh, we're definitely i'd coming. love that yeah for well, sure. well thank you man it was so fun having you on Thank you for having me. Of this course. Was fun. It was a pleasure. Thank Have you, a Matt. great rest yeah. of your holiday weekend. Good luck in California next week. You guys were great. This was fun. Oh, I Thank appreciate you, you so Matt. much. Have a good rest of your weekend. All right. See you guys next year. Thanks, Bye. Matt. Bye. He was fun. Oh, my God. How fun is he? I like Matt. Good guy. Matt Matthews. I love what he does. I like what his message is about i love the boudoir thing like, he's got I mean, good how vibes rewarding yeah. is that, like the stuff that he's actually trying to do you know like i'm i'm about it positivity yeah but in a funny way where like can we just like laugh and have fun yeah. and support each other that's something we can all promote positivity Absolutely. right fly i'm not done with that game we have more games We have to play. more? There's he more was games. good at that. He, he was pretty good at that. It was the perfect mix of getting it and not getting it. I'm shocked about the milking table. First shocked. of all, links. Shocked. Links are coming. Uh -oh. Help me find some links. Blair, need you on the hub. <laughs> Blair, <laughs> you know I'm on it. Hop on the hub. I'm already on the hub. I'm okay. already hubbing. We'll figure out what hotel he's staying at. We'll just drop one just off. Drop one there. off. No, I'm sending one of them for Christmas. Like, happy holidays.
from your crunchy Happy friends. Happy What What else says ha- happy holidays than a milking table? Merry Crunchmas. Get milked. You tell me you've got a better gift this year than that. Have a very milky Crunchmas. <laughs> Go milk yourself. <laughs> Go this milk year. your husband. <laughs> okay. Farm tool or sex toy? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Stamina training unit or STU? Stamina training unit. This is either like to prepare yourself to like mm. no, if jerk it was, off all night or prepare yourself to. If it was Suckmaster, it'd be Suckmaster 5000. It wouldn't be STU. That's a farm tool. He's going farm tool. Blair, People do you agree? People have probably wondered like their frequency, like when they've been doing things. So it could be a sexual tool, you going but sex toy? it's obviously farm tool. You're both incorrect. Whoa. You're wrong. You're wrong. This is your classic flashlight. It is farm strength, though. What? <laughs> it's made for like what, for, gir- for their girthier types, or? <laughs> for your know, horses and donkeys. How about a plugging chisel? A plugging chisel. A plugging chisel. A plugging chisel. <laughs> it's got to be a farm tool. Yeah, why would you need a? A I don't want chisel to... for your plug. You don't want to get chiseled. I'm here for the plug, but the chisel. I mean, it, it, you don't need to chisel it in or out. There needs to be no chiseling. You might need to chisel it out. Little chisel. Farm tool. He's right. Yeah, farm I totally tool. said farm tool. It's like, a farm tool. You're probably right. Let's well, you get half a chub. Bypass that. <laughs> you get half a chub for green with him. I get a sniff of a chub over here. <laughs> How about a come along? Is that a C U M along or is that a? It's a come along. Could you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Country of origin, please. They sat down to watch this year's holiday come along. <laughs> <laughs> it's a porno, and I'm that could be could go either way. <laughs> a come along is a farm tool. Sex toy. Biscuits on fire. Farm tool. Whatever. It's like a farm jack. I'll show you a come along. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a farm jack can double as a come along in a pinch, nothing beats having the right size come along for the job at hand. A come along is essentially a hand winch using a steel cable. Ooh. Did you say farm jack? Farm jack. I'm picturing like a big old blow up <laughs> farm jack, jack. <laughs> with like suspenders and like, like a farmer jack. Farm jack. Farm jack. <laughs> I am farm jack. What about cock soap? <laughs> Farm tool? I It better be. No, it's obviously for your chickens. I'm not using it. Soap your cock. As a sex toy. Cock soap? Cock soap. You don't soap your cock? <laughs> not with something called cock soap. They have dude wipes. They don't make cock soap. Yeah, but that's for cleaning. That's not sex toy. Like well, sex sexual in it's for, for your for, rooster it's, it's for it's for cleaning your sex cleaning your rooster it's for cleaning your roosters it's clearly post-coital use is still considered a sex toy i'm just gonna let that caveat <laughs> <laughs> farm tool farm tool blair farm tool no it's not for chicken it is for your call it's exactly what it sounds like what tyler even marketed for the post-coital use no way yes way well, that changes everything. Well, damn. What about a queening box? So, <laughs> a queening box? A queening Sounds box. Sounds like you're saying cleaning in like the weirdest way queening. possible. Like you're five all <laughs> like, of a sudden. Like I'm, I'm queening. I'm hammer drunk. <laughs> come, come help me with the queening box. <laughs> with the queening like, box? Like, why are you talking to me like you're Yeah, yeah, queening box. <laughs> what the fuck box. is happening? <laughs> Queening box. The queening box. It's for your bees. I'm going to say a farm That's tool. That's exactly what I was going to say. Wow, you guys are so creative and both wrong. <laughs> actually, this could so go creative. either way. Everybody's so creative. Or is this for your, like, your... Well, actually, this can go either way. You're still wrong. tiara. No. You're still wrong. Cock tiara. <laughs> to, like, Blair, first of all, this is, like, you, the invention you didn't know you needed until... Right now. Right now. The cock tiara. Because I'm thinking the crown. I'm more of a crown guy myself. Yeah. But... There's a good portion that are going to be interested in a tiara. Right. Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Queening box. So not only is this like a box that you would make for a cat to have its kittens in, 
It's also a mini sex table. Think of like a milking table that you just stick your face under and it's meant for oral or anal. Just your face? Just your face. So someone sits on top and then there's like a place below you just stick your head. So like someone's sitting on the queening box and then another person's underneath. So oh, it's not like quite a table. Tonguing their box. box. It's a, yeah, it's for under chair. It's not, for getting your box tongue. Yeah, you sit on under a, a chair, under a not chair. a full table. Not a table. I understand. Well, it's like a mini table, but it's it's kind of like a chair. But it's like a chair. What about a linker rod? A what? A linker rod? A linker rod? Linker Anything with rod. rod is a bit questionable. I'm going to say sex toy. Totally farm tool. Totally farm tool. Totally farm tool. That is much as a farm tool as the extrovert spreader. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surveyor's rod. Come on. Come on, player. All right. One more here. The rod I That's was how you thinking get the, of. The pitch and the yaw of the <laughs> yard. How about an easy beat egg? The easy beat egg. The easy beat egg. So you want to say farm. You couldn't possibly. No. It's it's the egg that easily beats your clit into submission. <laughs> the fact that you're beating the egg no, yeah, makes it. It looks 100%. like an egg. It looks like an egg. <laughs> but it's got a little <laughs> built into the other side. It's sex toy. It's sex toy. It's a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> However, huh? it's a male masturbator. Ooh. The Tanga Easy Beat Egg. Oh, it's beating your egg. These egg toys don't hole. even look like sex toys, but they guarantee that they'll get you hard boiled. Mm-hmm. Available on Amazon. Happy holidays. You just rub eggs like all over. Your no, it's sack. like a it's like a jelly egg with a hole in the middle, and then you use it like a sleeve and just go. You know, like immediately. Ha- I can't. I haven't even seen a picture. Yeah. Well, I've seen the Tanga egg. <laughs> I know. Seen, you think I've Tyler had, doesn't know what the this is not my egg first egg tanga. Like? <laughs> as soon yeah. as you said Tanga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> my favorite brand. Oh, the Tanga. tanga. Oh shit. <laughs> I've had a Tanga. Yeah. <laughs> know them. So you sit on the Tanga, right? And Jimmy yeah. and Gary. Yeah. They owe me fifty bucks. <laughs> that was good. And we do need to invite Matt on again to have some. All oh, that he was so much. Some fun. crunchy fun before he comes in the summer. Yes. Sweat timber. That'll be fun. New Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code Crunchy, every dollar you spend gets you entered in for a chance to win a brand new twin turbo R8 plus $60,000 in cash you do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SomethingCrunchy.com where you'll find every episode or links to social media and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Join us every Friday at 10 o'clock on 97.3 The Rattler or find us wherever you get your podcast. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy, and as always... Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. All episodes can be found at somethingcrunchy.com and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Have a very milky crunch mess. <laughs> I get a sniff of a chub over here. <laughs>